Hello, curiosity seekers. Welcome to Dissecting Medical History. I'm Ange. I'm a travel nurse, medical history enthusiast, and your host. If you're looking for a storytelling formatted podcast with fun and fascinating topics on history and bios, then you are in the right spot. Please note this is not in any way medical advice. If you have anything that's ever discussed in any of the podcast episodes, please seek medical attention. Now, let's get this story started. Hello, and welcome back to Dissecting Medical History. I don't know why I feel like that. (laughs) Today, I bring you another medical true crime episode. And with me, of course, is my true crime loving friend, Mel. Welcome back. Hello. Oh, that is not a very nice introduction. (laughs) This is my bad. Uh, Okay. So, I, you know, I was thinking, I have all these sound effects. It came with my little mixer thing, and I never use them. Oh, you so I was trying to like do do do. It's like the only one wah, for a true wah, wah. But next time my year on, I'll be wah, like, wah, wah, <laughs> that's gonna be now your. <laughs> that's my intro. That's now. your intro. And then when we have the fever to bring back fever. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So we have another true crime today and you know it's been a while since we did a true crime. I think the last one was the baby farmers, right? It's so been a long time. I think the baby farmers, now that I think about it, was pretty heavy. Yes, it was. So maybe we needed that break. I think so. And we needed to give the people the break. And that's why we took so long for that. That's that yeah, it had nothing to do with anything else. Of course. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we'll just say it was a mental break from all the craziness. Okay, so I want to take I want to take you on a little um, visual snack here for a second. You see all of these cards in my hand? Okay, you see these? these I can see they're, them. they're index cards, right? Uh-huh. I'm showing you, but to the people out there, I have a set of index cards. there's over 50 of them in here. Okay. I think over 52. And there could be playing cards, I guess. Yeah. The I used to do, when I first started the podcast, I started writing all of my stuff on post um, index cards because yeah. that's how I did it back in the day when there was <laughs> microfilm and you were researching and that's, I would put categories and I would put them in index cards and then separate them that way. Okay. Well, we've come a long way since... <laughs> microfilm got the ipad yeah i got ipads now which i need to use and then um like at work there's an assistant that um that that is on my team and she's constantly telling me i need to like i need to do the calendar and i'm like a planner person like i have to write everything Mm -hmm. down in my planner I'm not good at like doing the calendar thing. Oh, the calendar on the yeah. the shared calendar. The shared calendar. Yeah. And I'm not really good at that. I'm not good at Zoom. I don't like Zoom. I like FaceTime because it's easy. You just press a button. Yeah. But I'm really bad. So she's constantly drawing. And I'm like, I'm trying. 
but I still like I'll get I'll get the notification on the calendar and then I immediately go put it in my planner. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know until last week that I was supposed to be accepting all oh. of those. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. And I know you would think <laughs> you would think I'd be better at this stuff, right? Uh, I'm not that old. You'll, and and you'll so, get there. And so, yeah. And I'm like, but I've never missed an appointment. Why do I have to go and accept it? I have no idea. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's that way I can see that's not pending that you're actually going to be going to this meeting that I set up for you. And I'm like, okay, but of course I'm going to go. Can it, can it just be you let her know if you're not going to go? <laughs> right. I mean. I'm like, I never, and I do. Like if I, you know, can't make it, I'll tell her. But um, yeah. So anyway, my hmm. point is I'm really bad at technology. I'm like old school. <laughs> I like to write things down. And so I feel like I've come, maybe I'm, um, I don't know. I feel like it's my way of saying I'm here, I'm green, so I have a notebook that I can erase. Ah. So I don't, so I can write things down, but I don't waste paper. Okay. Because I, I you just take water and erase it. Uh-huh. And so I've been doing that. And then they came out with these index, it's called Rocket Book. <gasps> yes. Oh, that's yeah. why they look different. Oh, so and they're so Rocket Book. These are oh, Rocket Book cards. Cool. Yeah. They're two sided. One side's like little dots yeah grid and the other one's like lines like a like an index card. yeah so i can write my ideas down but the problem is i can't do it while i'm drinking water <laughs> around because i've i'm a it'll drip and I'm it'll wipe drip. away your notes yes. so one time i did have to call somebody back because i erased a whole page of notes oh, on no. accident I'm like, um, I need to. Go. Can we go? Can we go through all I of need this to again? Write this all down again. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so right in front of me, back to my point. Uh-huh. And now the whole world knows that I'm like not technically savvy, but I can get episodes out. I promise. Um, the the car. All of these are. <clears throat> excuse me. All of these are murderers. Oh, every card is a serial killer. Wow. That's a lot so, of serial except killers. Except for that card right there. That's Those are books I need to read. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I still have, um, yeah, there's 50, 50 something, 52 cards, and two of them are not serial killers. Okay. One is, two, two of them are really bad people. Okay. That did really bad things. They have God complexes uh, and did really bad things to other people. Okay. And I've, since it's medically, it's medical, I'm going to cover them because it, it's horrific mm. and fascinating <clears throat> and awful. And so we'll cover those. But if I did one every other week, we have two years worth of murders wow. right here in my hands. There you go. Yeah. Now you're going to be pumping out podcasts <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. <clears throat> the thing is, I still have to research each one. <laughs> those are just my notes on, like a little bit of notes on... Are they worth researching? And but you've got a whole list of ideas. That's uh, that's step one. Yeah. So. so murders come in your way. Murders. The other thing that's not in here. Well, there's there's a third one that's actual. I don't think he murdered anybody, but he's a really bad person. Uh-huh. He's not in there because I've been slowly doing research on him. He's a really bad guy, and I'm going to do an episode on him at some point. I. Uh, don't know when. Yeah. And then the other 
the other serial killer that's not in there. Actually, there's two that are famous. One is the guy. There's two that are really famous. One is Harold Shipman. Okay. Which most people have heard about. He killed over 250 people. And a lot of people who kill a lot of people compare them to him. Okay. So the person we're going to talk about today is from Brazil. And she is someone that they compare to Harold Shipman. Okay. Because they think she's killed probably over 300 people. Oh, my God. So there's him. He's not in the cards. Okay. Because he has been covered a lot. Yeah. But I probably will do him at some point because some people haven't heard of him. Yeah. And then the I other. I don't know that I have. And I listen to a lot of true crime Really? Probably because he's one of those that are up there. Yeah. The other one is the one that is from New Jersey. The one that has the Angel of Death book. Okay. I think, is it Angel of Death book? Oh, was that the nurse? Yeah, he was a nurse. Okay. I yeah. think I know which one you're talking about. He's more about. current. Okay. And I guess from what, the 80s? Okay. Or 90s? Now I don't remember. I haven't picked up the book. I've been so busy. I haven't. Yeah. So now I'm going to have to. Oh. Now, I hate when I that happens. Like, you're reading a book, and then you don't read for a while. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, shoot. What I happened in the first? I remember what's happening. Yeah, great. Anyway, I I he's not in the cards either. Okay. Because I'm still reading the book, and... I'm just kind of going through it. And he's more current. And he is one of those people that are on shows and they talk about him. Right. And they, another one that they compare to. Okay. I can't, um, the life of me remember his name at the moment. But anyway, so those two aren't on there. But the rest, there's a lot. And I, I was afraid that That's I was going to run out of material of true crime. I don't think you know, have a But I don't think, yeah, I think we're good for. I think you're good for a bit a couple years yeah, yeah. at least okay <laughs> so that i wanted to share with you my my card list and um yeah there was an article that i had re- read that i believe was out of australia where they were talking about the reasons medical people kill uh-huh and it was really fascinating because it was talking about things like the god complex right and the mercy killings where they actually think they are doing good. Right. And the hero complex. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to listen to the different reasonings. And then there's just like the psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's different. You can do a podcast just about that. Yeah. Right. Gonna steal that guy's research. <laughs> <laughs> How would he know? He's in Australia. Just share it. Okay. You're just borrowing <laughs> just it. Kidding. It's all good. Okay. So, I told you my new apartment has a craft room slash office, but mostly craft room. And, but the listeners don't know that. And as soon as I get things unpacked, which, um, please don't judge me. It's, it's still not unpacked. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm making us both some mugs that say true crime podcasts are my love language. (laughs) And another mug I'm going to put, that said or make that says I like to party and by party I mean watch true crime shows. <laughs> but then I'm gonna also make a t shirt and if you want one I will make you one too that says be careful or you'll end up on my podcast. Nice. But the funny thing is if I if I have a shirt like that and like you know, you better be careful or you'll end up on my podcast. They have no idea what my podcast is or what it's about or who, <laughs> you know, or even my name or anything. So they would never be able to find it. So I could like threaten that. Right. And do it. And they would never know. And they would never know. 
They would never know. Unless by chance. It sounds like that TikTok um, voiceover. How would they know? <laughs> They'll, they won't know. They'll never know. They'll never know. How will they know? <laughs> okay, so on to the story. This one comes out of South Brazil from an ICU at Evangel- Evangelical Hospital. This one is more recent, and I will tell you why I decided to go for it, because I normally don't like to do things that are more current. Right. Because this one, even as of last year, where they were still oh, working. Oh, that was really recent. Well, her murders were in 2013. That's still really recent. And, yeah. Because a lot of the stuff you do is old time. Like older. Yeah. yeah. But this one, oh, sorry, my nose is too. A lot of them is a lot older, but I'll tell you why I wanted to do it at the end. But yeah, as of even last year, they were still going through the court system. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. But this one is particularly disturbing. Because that's what I like. That's why, one of the reasons why Let's I decided. Get disturbing. Because it was not just the doctor that was involved. Mm-hmm. There was also three other doctors, three nurses, and a physiotherapist. Wow. They were all, I call this the murder club. Wow. I call them the murder club. The murder club. That's my That's own. a club I don't really want right. to join, though. Yeah, it's like a fight club, but. Very exclusive. But murder club. <laughs> they were all accused of seven murders. Dr. Virginia Helena Sorores de Sousa was the head of the intensive care unit, a.k.a. ICU, mm-hmm. for seven years. There was, uh, let's see, but there was an investigation underway for over 300 deaths. Wow. After the news broke out and families thought maybe their loved ones were victims as well. Oh, no. The uh the one issue you never hear about with older murder cases, the one issue you never hear about with the older murder cases, is that how is how the hospital suffers, right? Right. Do you hear about the doctor getting hung or <laughs> or, or mur- whatever the case, yeah, figuratively or, they, or yeah, literally, they kill themselves yeah. or whatever the case is, but. They got, this hospital got all new staff, but they still, you know, lost the trust in the hospital. It was, the the community was shattered by this news. I, I mean, all of Brazil was kind of shook by this. It makes all of us look bad. Yes. And, and it just kind of hurts the staff. Uh, and they just had a really hard time recovering. And financially, they, Brazil is... A national healthcare system, mm-hmm. but I guess they do have some private healthcare. Mm-hmm. I think like Canada does too. You can get private healthcare. You can pay to for some, right. Yeah. So they've lost those people because they don't want to. If you could choose, why would you go there? Right. Exactly. And the other thing is because some of those medical records were under investigation. Yeah. They can't charge those people. Yeah. For services. After they being murdered, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, how do you do that? It's a bit of a financial loss, I guess. That's, yeah. Find out so, they were murdered. So there's a lot of, you don't hear about that stuff, but yeah. one of the articles I read was talking about how this hospital was really financially hurting and they weren't able to get fundraising because nobody wants to give them money. And yeah. it's kind of like giving money to a lost cause. I mean, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, so and it, I imagine the people that worked there during that time when they go to try to find a different job. That's something they bring up. You right? came from where now? Right. Yeah. But I wasn't on the murders the murder club team. Right. They didn't invite me into in, the murder club. I was in MedSurge. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess that's a good that's one time that not that MedSurge is bad. <laughs> Let me just okay. Um Let me back. I worked five one. years in MedSurge <laughs> and I can tell you it's bad. <laughs> it, it is here because I just don't like it. it well, I don't mind it. I do. (laughs) Okay. I don't mind it, but I don't like being both an aide and nurse. Yeah. I don't like the fact that the ratio is too high. Yeah. Even in California, where it's a law that you can only have so many. Right. In Texas, I would be given eight or nine patients. Oh, my God. That's not safe. No, it's not. And But in Texas, you could call Safe Harbor, which I did once. Mm Mm-hmm. One time I, there was a town hall meeting, which ironically, the nurses all left and went to go complain about their jobs Oh, and left me and the charge nurse. The charge nurse was actually the assistant manager. She was awful. She was an idiot. (laughs) And she had one, well, she had two patients. I think they gave her two patients. I had 18. What? She couldn't even handle her two. What? Because all the nurses left and they would say, okay, watch the patients. I'm going to go down to the meeting. Watch the patients go. I'm going to go down the meeting. That is not okay. And then the person that they told to watch their patients would leave. Oh, my God. And then next thing you know, I'm the one holding. I'm like, where did everybody go? I would imagine some of those nurses could have gotten in trouble for abandoning their patients. You would think. But, you know. And so I, I called down and I said, I'm calling Safe Harbor. Mm-hmm. At 18, I don't know. I didn't even have time to, to, That's to unacceptable. count. And so people were beeping all over the place. People need payment. It was an or it was a it was a surgical floor. Oh, so I mean, no. people are so like, yeah, people are in pain. People were yeah, oh my god, nauseous and pain and like I had to accept people from surgery. Oh my and god. And it was like it was crazy. But oh, no. so in Texas, you call Safe Harbor and something happens, you're you're pretty much off the hook in a way right it's as best as i mean it you sounds say, awful hey, somebody put me in this situation yeah and i mean it's not like you call, put up your hand and say okay that's it i called safe harbor i'm not doing anything else right i mean i worked my ass off for yeah. however long those nurses were gone oh i think it was like 40 minutes Jeez. something like that it was crazy but okay that aside that's too that's too much that's way too much yeah even in cal that's why i work in california because they have ratio laws they have but laws yeah still too much but yeah okay Back to this lady in Brazil. I don't know what their ratios are, but I'm sure that even MedSurge is like, uh, yeah, I work my ass off, but I'm not in the murder club. That's right. Okay. I don't even know why we went into all that. But okay, so <laughs> so she, um, Suzusa, D'Souza, was only 56 at the time, and she was doing a lot of interviews at the time, mm-hmm. and she was saying that she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything wrong. So, okay. Sounds like she murdered people. Uh, Sounds like they, yeah. Okay. Her uh, thing was that they were going to die anyway. Hmm. Aren't we all? Yeah, (laughs) eventually. In January 2012, uh, Marike Nerego, I don't know, 73-year-old man, he went in for a tumor removal of his stomach. And he was there, I'm not sure when in January, but he was there. He was doing really well on February 6th. His son came back February 7th, and he was dead. Mm. 
This was one of the cases that was after the seven were brought to light. Okay. And the son was like, yeah, my dad died under mysterious circumstances too. Oh. So there was a lot of them like that after after the fact. They're like, oh, uh, yeah, me too. 300 oh of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's very difficult, as we've pointed out before in other episodes, to get evidence to put medical professionals away. Right. But it was reported that the authorities were able to get some incriminating information on wire recording, wiretapping. And I'm wondering if it was one of the murder club members that was trying to make a plea bargain with the authorities that got the, the, the recording because things were said like, we got rid of two of them today, so let's put off this other one till tomorrow. And hmm. and it makes me it makes me sick to think that the poor person that's being put off till the next day doesn't even know they only have one more day to live. Oh my god. And then Virginia would mention that well, she mentioned in I don't know if it was on the recording or in an interview, but she she mentions that moment knowing someone's going to die was very powerful for her. Yeah. Um, God complex, right? Oh, Lord. So even if she wasn't there at the time of death, she was the one that gave the orders by phone. So she was, yeah. So she wasn't there. She was still, even though she wasn't doing it, she was the one carrying it out. But she she knew that she was the one in power. She was in charge. Yeah. Yeah. She was the head honcho. And when she was arrested and then released on bail... They wanted to re rearrest her because there was people in the murder club and even outside the murder club who had been witnesses mm. who were scared, were intimidated by her. Mm. So they didn't want her out on the streets. So, I, you know, I bet you want to know how they were killed. I do want to know yeah. how they were killed. Me too. No, I'm just kidding. I do know. <laughs> They uh, would give them muscle relaxants, mm-hmm. and then they would decrease their oxygen so that they would asphyxiate. Oh. Yeah. Simple. So these are all... Well, no. Okay. Like, the one guy had had surgery. Mm-hmm. But so, he ended up in ICU. I mean, he was 70-something. So yeah. I don't know... Because you said they were going to die anyway. Why she do said surgery? That. Oh, she said that. Okay. And so I don't know... I don't know their circumstances. Okay. That's the other thing about doing a newer newer case like this is it's really hard to find the details. Mm-hmm. And I definitely couldn't find doc- the court documents to talk about them. And if I did, it's probably in Spanish. <laughs> so I couldn't find the details that talk about like at what point he was. And he might not have been. He, I don't think he was in the seven. I think he was. He's in the others that were being investigated anyway. Right. But they didn't talk about at what point they were feeling like they were, or she felt like they were going to die anyway, or they were terminal or whatever. Yeah. So, okay. They're in an ICU, and yes. maybe it's different in Brazil, but from my experience in the hospital, if you're in an ICU, you're on a lot of monitors. So you probably have a pulse oximeter. Somebody out at the nurse's That's station is so monitoring that. That's why there's so many people. That. So every, like Everybody on the floor had to have been involved because somebody's going to... Not necessarily, not if, um, like, if there's three nurses involved. Yeah. I mean, 
they someone's could... gonna notice that their oxygen saturation is going down i don't know it just seems like there would have to be a lot of people involved yeah and the other thing is like did she make sure they were dnrs did she change that oh right okay so maybe there was that some I, and that i don't know either missing. and who knows what the legal you yeah, know exactly standpoint is from brazil she said in another interview that she was following the letter of the the literature or whatever yeah and i'm thinking that means policies um, but i don't see how that's possible yeah i mean you got to follow your instincts and your own like what you know anyway right so okay. the other um yeah so that's that's the one that's how she was killing them was muscle relax okay but I couldn't find anywhere if it was suggested that she was overdosing the patients with muscle relaxants or just giving them on a regularly prescribed amount and then turning it down. But it is not common to give a patient a muscle relaxer after, let's say, a, tur- a tumor removal surgery. Right. Or, or even before. So standard practice would be like pain medications. Mm-hmm. So why, why a muscle relaxer? Why not morphine? Because morphine can... Right. Repress the oxygen as well. Yeah. Or opium, which we've seen that before. So I. Being dilated. So why? And I'm wondering if it's because she was thinking those were drugs that could be obvious, that they would be looking. Oh, they'd be looking for those. Yeah. That's why I'm wondering. So again, I don't know. It's just. But there would have to be a paper trail for the muscle relaxers anyway. Right. So none of that makes sense to me. No. Unless it's a specific type of muscle relaxant that would be, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just That's really weird. So that I didn't understand either. And, and then I was like, oh, I'm hoping that the asphyxiation wasn't while they were awake. But then I read some of the patients were conscious just moments before they died. Oh. And that was according to prosecutors. Oh, no. Yeah. So there were that out the window. She maintained that she did nothing wrong, that she was just speeding up the inevitable. She did this in order... That's called killing somebody. Yeah. She did this in order to free up bed space, she said. And oh. I quote... Oh, well then, perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Well... We needed those beds. Come on. <laughs> well, somebody thought that was true. But we'll get to that in a second. She said, I want to clear the intensive care unit. It makes me itch. Oh, okay. Okay, and then she went on to say it was their mission to be go-betweens on the springboard to the next life. So their murder club had a mission statement. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Did they have a website? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You want euthanasia? Come to our little unit. (laughs) So a lot of the newer information from the case is in Spanish. And I'm not very good at reading Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask my mom to read the articles and tell me what they said, what I thought, or what she thought they said or whatever. Because, of course, my mom reads and speaks Spanish. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, no, that would ruin it for her because she's the only person I know in my family that listens to my podcast. I know. It'll spoil the surprise. So I was like, well, well, I think my sister-in-law does, but I'm not sure if she actually listens to the true crime ones or not. Oh, okay. Actually, I think she knows Spanish, too. Oh. Maybe anyway. I I digress. Um, <laughs> I found a little bit more on Virginia's fate um, and some more digging and some translated 
websites uh-huh. that I found. Because there was a lot going on in 2013 when she got caught. Uh-huh. But then after that, I couldn't find anything in English that was, like, continuing the story. Right. But in 2017, <sighs> the murder club was acquitted. What? Yeah. Apparently, there was not enough evidence at the time for the case to go to a jury. And this had to do with, like, if it's... they ha- First, they had to decide, and I think this is why it took so long, to decide if it was a jury kind of case or a judge type of case, it, depending on the type of intention or murder or whatever, uh-huh. like if it's manslaughter or whatever. Right. So the decision was appealed, and the appeal was accepted back in May 2021. Okay. So we're still moving on, okay. but it's, like, really slow. But no trial has been set yet. That I could tell. Oh. And that was like last May. Okay. The new complaint is accusing Virginia of attempt anticipating the death of two patients. Mm -hmm. These are two other patients other than the seven. One was a woman that was in the ICU after a cesarean section. She died in January of 2012, a year before the she got caught. Uh The other patient was only 16 and had severe burns. Uh, in 2021, the courts decided that she should be taken in front of a jury for the intentional homicide. So hopefully the jury will be able to find something going on with her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's another disturbing turn of events. The hospital had to compensate the doctor for the pay that was missed because she was acquitted. I wish everybody could see my face right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I read that, I was... Oh, my God. I was so pissed. I'm not sure... Okay. I'm not sure if they can get that back if she's found guilty with a new trial or not. I I guess because so many states here are considered the right-to-work states. Uh So they can pretty much fire you for just about anything. Yeah. Unless it's something like, you know, your race or sex or Mm -hmm. whatever. But... Those are really hard to prove. Right. And I just find it really hard to swallow that they have to pay her after she was fired for... For murdering people? And I'm sure... Okay. (laughs) I'm sure there has to be some hospital policy that they could have turned to to say, "Um, you're being fired for this. Insert finger pointing to big book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The reason I ended up doing this story now is because of her desire to free beds. Now, this all happened before COVID, and it made me wonder, are we going to hear more stories like this mm-hmm. in a little while with doctors who wanted to free up beds? Yeah. Or put their COVID patients out of misery? Because especially through 2020, that was a huge problem. Yeah, people mm. were really suffering, right? That's not good. <sighs> and I hope not, but... <sighs> If you read the writing on the walls, staff is pretty much fed up with administration more so than in the past years. And I, I know I sure was fed up and I, I'm a, tra- I was a traveler, so I'm grateful that I didn't have to deal with administration, mm-hmm. but like one of the last places I worked for did not handle the situation well at all. Yeah. And I'm so glad I wasn't one of their regulars because it's ridiculous yeah. of what, of what they put them through. And how they handled it. Yeah. And the hospital in the town my mom lives in was on the national news because the National Guard had to come out and help them. They had no more patients, um, no more 
beds for patients, mm-hmm. I should say. And their ED was overflowing to the parking lot tents. Their ICU was overflowing to the surgery departments. Oh my God. They weren't, there just wasn't enough vents. And at one point, I remember even Italy giving warnings about to other countries about how they had to make those decisions, who lives and who dies, mm. if it comes to that. And ethical policies were being made and how on how to proceed in case it came down to that. If we only have one vent and there's, you know, four people, who's right. going to live and who's going to die? And I remember all these decisions were being made, and I hope no one ever forgets that. Right. Because... Those were dark times. I would never want to have to make that decision. Right? But the policy had to be made. Yeah. And those are made for a reason. So that when you have to make that decision, you don't have to, per se, go on trial for killing somebody. Right. Because you had the itch to free a bed. Right. Right? Right. And I I don't know how bad they needed that bed, but... um. Yeah. I don't know. It's still, you still feel like, like, well, most hospitals here have ethical departments. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Risk management. And yep. I don't know how it is in Brazil. I would think that that's something that would, I it's would not hope. like they're, you know, a country that's not, I mean, the, their hospitals are not backwards. It's not like they don't have mm-hmm. a, a decent healthcare system. Right. Right. So, they, yeah, exactly. Anyway. It just, uh, just infuriates me. But so this one, this story didn't have a lot of gruesome details, but it was still pretty sick. Yeah. Right. I yeah. Mean, it's still, and it ruins public trust for all of us. And for that, I hope that Virginia springboards herself right down to hell. I know. Seriously. <laughs> well, hopefully something will come of it here eventually. Yeah, I mean, since there was supposed to be another trial, but you yeah, said it sounded like the whole yet. trial system was going slow anyway. Yeah, and with COVID making right. things a lot slower, it probably made it even worse. Yeah, but I don't think Brazil handled COVID well anyway. It That's sounded, true. Right? That they is were true. They were kind of all over the in news denial. For a bit. Yeah. yeah, like our own, like us, orange leader like- <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh yeah, it's a hoax. Yeah, it yeah. sounded like he kind of had the same mindset. Yeah, and I think he's still like. In the, like, Orange Jr. is, like, in his pocket. So, I don't know that they're... Orange Jr. Orange, Orange Julius Orange Jr. Jr. What are those the cuties? Well, he's not exactly cute. No, he's not. But, but those little tiny baby oranges. <laughs> baby Mandarin. He's a baby Mandarin. He's going to be a baby Mandarin. Anyway, so that was our true crime episode for, nice. for this week. Not what I was expecting at all. Especially more recent. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I'll do an older one next time, I think. Nice. I have one in mind. There is one. Oh, I'm going to wait. There's one that's really, it's not a murder, but I was I was reading it and then I started researching. Actually, I didn't mean to research more, but there was another doctor involved mm-hmm. that I was reading about that had more detail. Yeah. And it was a, a clinic, actually. And the things they were doing... Oh, so it's too close to the baby, baby farming episode. (laughs) So I might wait a few months before we do this one. But I was reading about it and I was like, oh, this is awful. No. Awful. And then there is another one that's just horrific. No, I guess that one was a murder one. That he, he murdered people. He murdered babies. 
He murdered babies. He, mur- he murdered the babies. Um, the other one that I was going to do is, uh, I'm going to wait a while. It's a women episode. Uh-huh. He didn't kill anybody, but it's disgusting. Oh, no. So we will we will do that one later. So I have I have quite a few. And some are like, okay, I think we talked about this last week, and I don't think I talked about it on the recording, but I remember telling you, you know, I talk about some of these that are, like I did that one, the Swedish one with with Joe from. Mm-hmm. Consistently eccentric. <laughs> the Swedish one Here's I did a little with, plug for, yeah, for him in the his Swedish, podcast. I thought that one was pretty horrific. Mm-hmm. That was like cannibalism. And cannibalism is so fascinating to yeah, me. It, just, it was such a. And that one was not too long ago either. Yeah. I think the 80s. Yeah. And so the guy's still like trying to clear his name or whatever. But I was talking to you about how it's hard to keep one upping yourself because yeah. you hear these, you can't get grosser than this. I know. You can't get more horrific. Like, for example, I listened to one recently. You might have listened to it recently too, because I think we listened to the same podcast about Albert Fish. I've heard of him, but he I. He would kill and eat children. Oh, like cut them up. I think I do remember, but yeah. I didn't listen to that podcast. Yeah, I don't I, know how you go. Like, yeah. Like, where do you go from there? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you build up to it, but then, yeah, where do you go? What do you do? And then, and then I'll hear one and I'm like, oh my God, it can't get worse than that. And then you hear another and one. And then you hear like, another one. You're like, man. Right. So it can get bad. So I think where I go from here is less. Huh, okay. We'll take a break and do yeah. like one that's not so bad. One that's, you know. Yeah, because now the one that I'm looking at, like the one that I had done where, oh, he killed his wife and his mother-in-law. That doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, compared to bad, other right? things we've heard. He was, uh, he, he was hung. It's in, pretty mild. Right, yeah. He was the last guy hung in, um, in Scotland and not hmm. so bad, right? So we'll go for mild, mild go. a mild murderer. Yeah, a mild murderer, like a palate cleanser. Someone for the next... that didn't kill children and didn't eat anybody. <laughs> right. Hey, yeah. We're gonna for palate. We're just gonna palate cleanser. A little palate cleanser murderer. Mental palate cleanser. Hmm. Is that such a thing with another so, murderer? Can you do that? I guess so. We're I, about to. <laughs> I, I think so. I anyway, think yeah, it's perfectly acceptable. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna tone it down for the next one. I don't know who yet, but I have 51 cards to go through (laughs) and figure it out. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Bye. Below the belt. Bye-bye. Another blooper. That is oh, okay. <clears throat> Any more water? <laughs> if I did bluebirds, that would be a good one, right? <laughs> she is parched. I blame the like drugs. Like parchment paper. I blame the drugs. <laughs>